Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox, and I'm joined by KEXP DJs Larry Mizell Jr., Kevin Cole, and DJ Miss Ashley to break down the top five most played albums on KEXP in 2022. Thank you all for joining me. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So coming in at number five is Beyonce with her album Renaissance. And Larry, you played this album the most out of any DJ at the station. (laughs) Tell me what you loved about this record. Uh, This is my favorite Beyonce record ever. One, the way it's sequenced, it's it's made for DJs. It just feels like it. It's uh, the beat never stops, never falls off. It's a wonderful uh, example of an artist embracing history and presence of house music over the course of the record. Uh, it calls back to its origins. It, it's it's very much in the now. And it's just, I don't, it's, it's, it's the most fun record of the year to me. And I, I turned it on and turned to it uh, the most. So uh, I'm not surprised that I ended up playing it the most. I also think this is one of Beyonce's best efforts, best records. And I just love how it is kind of different, you know, and I think that was surprising. Just so damn good. And you know, the lyrical content is just incredibly relevant and I think important and kind of, I felt like was a theme across a lot of albums that came out like Lizzo. I felt like, uh, was on a a similar theme lyrically. And what would you describe? How would you describe that theme? Kind of like black woman power, you know? And like, I would refer to that song cozy on Beyonce's record of just like, I'm comfortable in my own skin and like, What's up, you know? <laughs> I like that. cool for KXP to be involved in such a cultural phenomenon as well, right? For one of our most fun records to have nine Grammy nominations, also be uh, already called Album of the Year by Pitchfork, Rolling Stone, NPR, numerous different publications. And uh, right here, right now, I will officially declare Break My Soul as Jam of the Year. Yes, yes. It is such a jam. It is, though. It is. And to Larry's point, uh, Beyonce had said that she sought inspiration from 
from 70s dance music culture and black music dance club culture and that this was uh, in part inspired by her gay cousin who uh, mm. had passed away during the AIDS epidemic as a result of that and uh, Beyonce's talked about this album being kind of COVID inspired as well that being an opportunity to kind of rethink her place in the world and give her permission to accept joy in her life So Beyonce's album Renaissance came in as the fifth most played album on KEXP in 2022. And coming in at number four is Toro y Moi with Mahal. So Larry, you got to interview Toro y Moi back in October. We featured that interviewed on the Sound and Vision podcast and on the broadcast in October. And... I was on maturity leave at the time, but I was listening to the show, and I remember texting you and being like, that was such a good interview. Like, you guys sounded like longtime friends catching up and, like, having this deep conversation. Like, he was talking about, like, race and identity and the music industry as a whole, and it was such a great conversation. Black indie musicians is kind of like a new thing still. So, like, I'm just trying to roll with it, really. Tell me more about, like, this album, but also like what you learned from Tori Moi in that conversation. I really, really dug this record. It's probably my favorite Tori Moi moment. It's so funky and like has this kind of wry sense of humor to it. I really feel like I get a sense of the person that is Chaz Bundick. And he's really delving into his his heritage as a black and Filipino cat how he's kind of been in the midst and in the eye of the storm of, of musical movements over the last, what, decade plus, um, to a degree, whether you're calling it chill wave or, or what have you. And he's he's really grown, but he was always he always was kind of a person that stood out in the room and had a, had an individual experience that maybe didn't always get reflected. And and I feel like he got to a point where he was comfortable in his own skin. Uh, and reflecting that on, on, on the wide scale. And that's what this record really represented. To make this the most efficient like lifestyle, project, career, whatever, the most efficient in general is to just be myself. So I can't really try to um, code switch for every single decision. I, I just need it to be, this is who I am and this is what I like. So it was really nice to get to talk to him about that aspect of his career and on this particular record and just musically it's absolutely so fun to me so yeah i really enjoyed getting to talk to him and i I played the heck out of this record i've been a tori ma fan since the very first record so anytime i see a tori ma release i love all his eps i pretty much love everything that he's put out i agree with larry i think this is probably his best i think it feels very mature uh, for him and not only like content but also the production 
feels like like he went to the next level, you know? And absolutely love this record. I like how it's kind of diverse too. There's a lot of different sounds happening throughout it. And that Postman song, like, come on. So good. That's the jam on that record. <laughs> Mr. Postman. Moi, Mahal, that was the fourth most played album on KEXP so far in 2022. Coming in at number three, Ibibio Sound Machine. Kevin, you played this album the most out of any DJ at the station. What do you love about a Vivio Sound Machine in this record? It is Electricity is the name of the record. Well, man, I think the title of the album kind of says it all. And Abibio hooked up with Hot Chip for this new record. And so it's just a really cool, impressive mix of these bright, buoyant guitars and uh, horns that you'd maybe hear in the high life sound of... Uh, music from the 60s and then you've got some 70s afrobeat and 80s disco and then hot chip bring this sort of electronic modern sound to it so musically it just is really propulsive and uplifting and then lyrically there's a song called Protection from Evil, which is the one that I've heard most played, and I think that's something we can all relate to. It's kind of become uh, a mantra for me, at least when I uh, play that record. I think, man, we all need more of this, and uh, music as a means to uh, protect us when we need that, you know? And the singer Eno Williams, who sings in a combination of English and French and Abibio, which is uh, her mom is uh, one of the Abibio people of Nigeria. And there's just something really compelling and beautiful and powerful and forceful in the way that uh, you know, sings. And they came in for an in-studio this year. Uh, that YouTube video got posted about a month ago. And I was, I kind of scrolled to the interview portion at the end. And Eno is just like, just sweat, like dripping off of her in this like beautiful outfit. She's wearing this bright orange dress. And you can just tell like she just brought it during that in-studio performance. And then just seeing like, scrolling to the end and just being like, wow, she worked hard for that, that performance. So that was really cool having them in studio. And anyone else want to chime in on, on this record? fantastic record kevin said it like electricity is exactly what it is and i think it's part of a a, a great paradigm of this kind of uh, music that it that is that is taking so much uh, sometimes it's a very pan-african kind of uh sound taking a lot of influences i love i'm hearing so many records that are doing that and it's translating and it's 
a dance bomb all the way through. And I think it's remarkable, even regarding these these last three records we were talking about, we have basically these um, voices of the ancestors and people who came before that are getting transmitted through technology into the now and these messages of like self-love and being comfortable in one's own skin and dance and it being translated through like moving your body i think is a really powerful message especially in this you know in these times as we've been coming back outside and coming back together beautifully said yeah that's such a good point i I love that there's a theme across these records like that So that was Bibio Sound Machine. Uh, that album, Electricity, came in as the third most played album on KEXP so far in 2022. And then coming in at number two is Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's Cool It Down. And the most played song from that record was uh, Spitting Off the Edge of the World featuring Seattle's own perfume genius. For me, it's not a surprise that it came in as the second most spun record for KEXP DJs, given that uh, a veteran band, first record in nine years, and a band that KEXP has been with really from the beginning. And also there's renewed interest in the era of the band with the documentary that just came out, uh, Meet Me in the Bathroom, that really chronicles the the whole 2000 2001-ish New York City era with uh, Strokes LCD sound system Interpol TV on the radio yeah 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 so there's the timing of the record again first in like nine years and interest in the era I think is one that uh, when I saw the list at first I was like wow yeah 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 is it second most fun record that kind of surprises me but thinking about it no it doesn't and you know, it's a cool-sounding record. It's a little darker for them. Unlike the uh, three records we've just talked about, maybe it's a little moodier. It, it also is a Grammy nominee, so there's a lot of love toward it, a lot of interest from listeners, a lot of requests. So it doesn't surprise me that uh, an album from Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's named after a Velvet Underground song would be at number two. You know, Kevin, that's such a good point. I didn't think about that. Um, the timing-wise, yes, we're at that like 20-year mark where everybody kind of looks back to that moment, and the yeah, yeah, yeahs are are probably standing the strongest um, out of a lot of those groups at this moment. Um, Karen O's voice is always uh, welcome, you know, in the musical sphere. It is really dark and has a, a, a inward-looking vibe to it. And I like you. I'm not surprised that it was extremely popular. This legacy rock act at this point, uh, dropping their first new thing in dang near a decade, was it my favorite? Not necessarily. 
I kind of have a nostalgic draw to the sound they entered with, and I, I kind of want would love to hear their kind of loop back around to that. I appreciate that you know you keep growing, and uh, I, I like a band that that breaks out, but I would love to hear a little bit, some textures reminiscent of how they they first came in the game. I won't lie. I was expecting a little of that as well. Yeah. So at first I was kind of like, where's the rockers or where's kind of more of an edge? And yes, totally. it's always cool to see artists evolve and be able to go along with them and try and get into the space of which they've created the music to better understand it. So it's the surprise element. That's yeah. why they landed there. Right, right. <laughs> Let's play the the most played track off of that record, which actually is the third most played song on the station so far this year, um, and that is Spitting Off the Edge of the World featuring Perfume Genius. Okay, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's second most played album on, on the station so far in 2022. And number one, this is not only the top played album of the year, but the title track is the top played song on KEXP in 2022. And that is Hometown Heroes, Odessa, got their start in Bellingham, Washington. They now live in Seattle. And their album, The Last Goodbye, the title track featuring Betty Lovett. most played song this is the most played album this was my favorite album of the year as i've mentioned on the show before this album dropped like a week or two after my daughter was born i was in the throes of postpartum blues like just like stuck inside trying to figure out breastfeeding i wasn't sleeping and it's like july the most beautiful month of the year and i like couldn't get outside i was like stuck inside and like the i remember like as i've mentioned before like this you know, the light is coming in through the window and like I'm playing this album and I'm like, this is the bright light right now. Like, thank you, Odessa, for coming out with this record. I think they did such, such a great job. And Odessa was was the first record that I heard when I moved to Seattle in 2016. My cousins were playing it the day that I showed up, you know, from the airport and, and they were like, this is a local band. Yes, they sounded so good. So like when I think of Seattle, I think of Odessa. So um, I'm super excited this came in at number one. I'm curious what you guys all think. Nothing surprises me about Odessa anymore. They took a stealth approach to becoming huge, in my opinion. They just came, it seemed like they came out of nowhere and sort of almost bypassed Seattle in their, you know, rise to just being massive. Uh, So nothing about Odessa surprises me anymore. They're so smart. They pay such attention to detail, every bit of detail in the audio. It's amazing. Their songwriting, the shows. I got to see uh, one of the shows at Climate Pledge Arena. Three sold-out shows. That's insane. And the show was incredible. And they're easy to like. And they're easy to spin at any point in time. 
the kind of like, in, in a good way, almost a musical palate cleanser. I don't know if you, you feel that way, Ashley and Larry. Like I totally see that, yeah. Yeah, when you're in the mix and you want to go from one style to another, it's like one of those kind of albums you can drop a record or drop a song from and make a nice transition. I'm also curious too for their Climate Pledge shows. Do they bring on um, a drum line like they have in the past? Like, oh yeah. Oh, that's so cool when they when they get to mix like that live drum line with the electronic stuff oh it sounds so good and it was really cool because uh, i've seen them do that they did it at i think sasquatch or, and uh, yeah it's impressive the first time you see it but i felt like i wasn't seeing something they'd already done before like it was choreographed completely differently and the the lights and the lasers and the pyrotechnics were like just crazy out of hand they, they did an amazing job so I had no idea that they had such a big following. When I saw that they sold out all three shows at Climate Pledge, I was blown away. I'm like, yeah, they're, they're great, but I, I just didn't realize they had that big of a following, I guess. So I'm super stoked for them. But I think Kevin's right. Like, I feel like they, they like showed up and they had a national following and they just happened to be from Seattle. That's what it felt like for me. A couple of years ago when, when I had that realization, actually, I was just like, wow, how they become so huge. They did it through hard work and touring and having a really dynamic show in an EDM world where you don't get that kind of live experience. What a massive thing they turned into. Like I read somewhere that their their, their act, there's like 21 semi-trucks that pull up to the stadium when, when they're on tour. And their stadium, their stadium act, they're, they're like uh, Emerson, Lake and Palmer or something back in the day. <laughs> And, and, and they started off as something a lot more uh, low-key and intimate, kind of even pre-EDM sound. It was more a lot, um, I don't know, like beat music kind of driven. It is super stadium. It's super uplifting. I love, Emily, your reflections about it and the timing of it and how that called back to your first your introduction to the region even. And how the, that this album functioned as kind of a lens for that light that you, you know, was kind of just outside the window and getting it to you. That's that's a beautiful thing. Um, and I'm reminded of, of Kevin when you talk about the details. I feel like that extends to how they relate to the people that love them. You know what I mean? I even think about back in at some point, and I want to say it was in the early 2010s. They came by the station and they left us all some t-shirts. And I just remember I I I, I got the t-shirt and I was like, oh, it's so desert, those nice kids from Bellingham. And I was just like, wow, this is a nice soft t-shirt. And I was just like, <laughs> I love this t-shirt. I wore it all the time. I know it's a tiny thing, but it just gave me this goodwill towards Odessa for years. And I was just like, man, right on. I love those kids. <laughs> they got the right kind of t I'm a big t-shirt guy. So that 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 immediately sold me. It's I important. just feel like they have been intentional about how they relate to people and the vibe that they put out in the world and this is such a hopeful record um i love that they're intentional about crediting betty levette on that song um and not just using her that sample and her voice as a tool you know what i mean that has real impact in terms of uh crediting when it comes to awards and and and, and royalties obviously so really really uh easy to like and 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 as you say kevin and just really well done intentionally and uh admirably it's their stuff is like really stadium 
So it's not always my favorite stuff, but as a, in terms of the palate cleanser you talk about, it is it is very, very much that. And it's a great way to turn it up and, and get everybody on the same page and feeling good. And I have to say, we've had Clayton and Harrison, you know, of Odessa at the station before. I've, I've interviewed them. Rachel interviewed them this summer. And they're just genuinely nice dudes. <laughs> so congratulations, um, Clayton and Harrison of Odessa. Top played album of 2022. Top yeah. played song, The Last Goodbye. I've been speaking with DJs, KXP DJs, DJ Miss Ashley, Kevin Cole, Larry Mizell Jr. about the top played albums of 2022. And by the way, KXP played listeners' favorite songs of 2022 on Friday. If you want to hear that, tune into the archive at kexp.org. Kevin, Ashley, and Larry, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Emma. That was Sound and Vision. If you like what you heard on this show, share an episode with a friend or subscribe to rate and review the Sound and Vision podcast. It really goes a long way in letting other people know that this podcast exists, that it's worthy of other people's time and helps bring it forward in a very saturated podcast world we are living in right now. So again, subscribe to rate, review, share with a friend, Sound and Vision. But most of all, thanks for listening. <laughs>